Hello there, it's Glenn Scrivener from Speak Life, and we're doing Reading Between the Lines through the Bible, a phrase each day. We started with, in the beginning, and then we carried on with, let there be light. Today's phrase is, the image of God. The image of God. I wonder what you think God-likeness looks like. What is it to picture God? How do you picture God? What would an image of God look like? It's a much contested phrase, actually, the image of God, and we'll see where it comes from in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 24. Let me read to you. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. So as I said, the phrase, the image of God, is a contentious one, and it's been debated a lot in church history. What does it mean to be in God's image? You see, God made a lot of creatures, but no other creature is given this privilege of being in the image of God. So what is it? What is it? What does it mean to be in God's image? There have been a couple of very prominent answers to that question that I think get things a little bit wrong, a little bit skew-if. Do you know the phrase skew-if? I'm not going to cover that in a video, but anyway... There are a couple of different answers to that question that go a little bit wrong, and they correspond to ways in which we get God wrong. And that shouldn't be surprising, should it? If we get God wrong, then of course we're going to get the image of God wrong. And let's think about how people go wrong with God. Some people think that God is ultimately and fundamentally the bedrock reality of who God is, is He is power. He is rule, he is dominion, he is authority, he is muscle, okay? Um, or if you like Latin phrases, he is omnipotent, and that's the main thing about who God is. And we'll think about how that maps onto a view of the image of God in a second. But other people say, ah, the main thing about God is he is pure mind. Not muscle, mind. And he is wisdom, and he is intelligence, and, uh, and he is omniscient, uh, to use that Latin phrase. So... We've got these two different visions, there's power and there's wisdom, and they map onto two different visions for the image of God. Let's think about the, the power image of God. Some people point out that, you know what, in verse 26 it says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule. Ah, there you go. You see, being in the image of God means having dominion. That's what verse 28 talks about as well, ruling and subduing the earth. So that's what the image of God is, right? Not so fast. Uh, Actually, it says that we are in God's image so that we may rule. It's not the same thing. Our rule over creation flows out of something deeper, and that's what the image is. So what is it? What is that deeper thing that the image is? Okay, well, let's, let's come across and ask the wisdom people what they think the image of God is. Well, there's no prizes for guessing. The wisdom people think the image of God is our rationality. And their arguing goes that the argument goes something like this: you know, humanity is uniquely in God's image. So, what is unique about humanity in all the animal kingdom? And they say, I know, we're clever, we're very smart, we have rationality, and so that must be what the image of God is, because that is our unique status as human beings. You know, haven't the philosophers taught us that we are rational animals? Haven't the biologists taught us that we are Homo sapiens, which means the wise men? Isn't that who we are? 
Again, I don't find that argument very convincing. There's lots of things that are unique to humanity, but wisdom isn't one of them, actually. I mean, angels are pretty wise, aren't they? They're creatures too, and they're pretty wise. So, but they're not in God's image. So, what is, what is God's image? Well, let's, let's go to the scriptures, and let's, let's see. In verse 26, I want to point out two things to learn about what God's image is. The first is to point out, in verse 26, God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Do you notice that there's a plural God who then makes a plural humanity. In verse 27, it's highlighted that it's male and female he created then. So a plural God makes a plural humanity. God who is persons united in love, Father, Son and Spirit, makes humanity who are persons united in love. Within Genesis, male and female, they're meant to come together in loving union and produce a third. Well, that's a pretty good image of God, isn't it? Three persons united in love, that's a pretty good image of what God is like. So the image is not primarily power or wisdom, but it begins with the loving communion of God, and we are made in the image of that loving communion. Second thing I want to point out from verse 26 is, uh, it says, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Now, both those words really are words for look-alike. They're the kind of words that you'd use in Madame Tussauds. You, you point out the statues and you say, Those are, that's the image of Brad Pitt. That's the likeness of Angelina Jolie. The, you know, they are lookalikes. And we are lookalikes of God. What, is, what does that mean? I'm not talking in terms of physical resemblance or that kind of thing, but I am talking in terms of correspondence. I am talking in terms of the fact that God did not create us as ants to be squashed. He did not create us as worker bees just to toil away. He did not create us as, as just dumb animals for a petting zoo. He created us for face to face. He created us to correspond to Him. The Father has sent His eternal image, Jesus Christ, into the world by the power of the Spirit so that we might have face to face with Him, so that we might know God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so to be in the image of God is to correspond to God and to be brought into His loving communion. Here's what it means today. Today, you'll be tempted to go down the power route or the wisdom route. You'll be tempted to think today is all about, can I rule? Can I dominate? Can I have authority today? And that's how you will pursue the image of God today. Or you'll think, how can I be wise? How can I be clever? How can I be cleverer than other people? That's not how to flourish as a human being, because that's not what the image of God is. The image of God flows into power and flows into wisdom, but the image of God itself is this. It is knowing this loving communion who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the face of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Spirit, knowing the Father Almighty and then sharing that love with others. We are called to image God's life. You want to image God out to the world? Know Him in the face of Jesus Christ and you will spread that love out into the world. That's what it means to be in God's image.